0: Now for today's quick shot of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Hey, welcome to this quick shot edition of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Sips episode, we're going through some new products that have become available on the market, and we thought we'd just take the time to chat with you. Uh, some of these have some limited availability. I'm good old boy Mike, and joining me here on this episode is good old gal Carrie Ann.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: So, uh, you know, we run across uh, new products all the time, and, you know, we really kind of struggle. It's like, when do you talk about them? Like, when they first come out, or do you wait until they've been on the market for mm-hmm. a while? You know, are they going to make it? You know, <laughs> you <laughs> are they worthy wonder. of
1: talking about?
0: Uh, yeah. On today's Quick Shot episode, we have uh, several products to talk about. We have a couple of uh, products from 4Gate. Uh, this is a new product that is uh, primarily distributed in Kentucky and Tennessee. And there have been a few batches of that. Today we're going to talk about batch 4 and batch number 1. We'll probably chat about some of the other batches uh, as well. As well as just kind of the general, you know, organization of 4Gate uh, as well. Uh, the other product that we're going to talk about today is uh, Broken Barrel, uh, which is a really interesting uh, packaging
1: the packaging is quite nice yeah
0: so we'll uh, get to talk about uh, three products from them that uh, we'll get to try and share some of our thoughts uh, about those products with you so we'll get right into it uh so foregate so these are folks that we know really really well
1: these are good friends our friend uh, Bill Straub and his partner Bob Dentoni.
0: That's a that you faked it pretty no. good. A lot better I hope than that me. was right. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So these guys um, have gotten together and are working primarily with Calvin Cooperage um, to put together finishes on existing whiskey stocks that they're sourcing from various, so far as we know, Kentucky distilleries. Yeah,
0: so this is a really interesting partnership. I don't know uh, where the cooperage has really moved into the overall product Production. planning uh, mm-hmm. process, you know itself, and you know so much of uh, what we learned about Kelvin is that they really work with such a broad range of barrels. Um, they really they're,
1: know their wood
0: yeah i mean they're just not somebody that just knows bourbon you know barrel products they know wine barrels you know sherry barrels you know rum barrels you know if it's something that you're putting in a, in a wood barrel they've basically touched it you know probably is at some point in time they're really
1: so
0: they incredible to, touch to talk
1: <laughs> <laughs> got it come out yeah so we had the opportunity to spend some time with them at a whiskey festival recently and um they can get super geeky about wood and i love that yeah
0: i, I do tell too. You all
1: about what's happening in those barrels and why and when and how and really kind of put an end to any of the conversation about hyper aging because there's a timeline for how things happen in the wood anyway that's another show
0: yeah just <laughs> i mean it's one of those uh, quite unique moments you know because you have another Cooperage uh, that is highly automated. That is just mm-hmm. literally within a stone's throw from where they're at, and that is a purely automated, you know, experience. And it's really all about production elements, and you know, about you know, number of barrels are pumping out per hour, and a lot of other things. And the thing that you just get when you're talking with a lot of the staff at Kelvin is they're all about finishing you know and working you know with what they're doing and because they're not really so bound by a repetitive process
1: mm-hmm. yeah so they're bringing in barrels from all over the world from spanish casks to they're bringing barrels in from everywhere and they're also sending american bourbon barrels um to other everywhere. countries yeah and um, so they're a very unique place i don't I don't think any other cooperage is doing what they're doing. In addition to making some barrels there, so they're doing repurposing barrels, taking them apart, putting them back together, and that is exactly uh, what they've decided to blend all of those things for this particular batch yeah, number so this, four uh, of four gate whiskey.
0: Cooperage is not available open to the public, and uh, I know that uh, you know we've chatted about some other experiences in uh, visiting the Kelvin Cooperage on some other episodes and. You know, I think the thing that always strikes me is just when you're there, you really feel a lot of the global effect, you know, mm-hmm. on what they're doing. When you walk outside and you see that truck is going to Ireland and this yeah, truck is going, going to, to India and this and, one is yeah. going to Scotland. And, I mean, it literally is just rows and rows and yeah. rows of, well, they're you know, trucks.
1: They're in huge sherry butts and doing yeah. just… They are the guys to talk to if you want to do some cool stuff to your whiskey.
0: So uh, they're behind a couple of other brands that you may know uh, that uses uh, Kelvin. So Bellmead Bourbon with uh, Nelson Greenbrier.
1: Balvini has a series using um, Cooperage uh, that Kelvin's helping them put together for yeah. finishes.
0: Probably one of the things that they do uh, is they recondition used barrels as well. And so that concept of working with used barrels and reconditioning them, as well as I think that they really kind of were one of the early entrants in toasting a barrel as well. I don't know there are a whole lot of people that really offered that for quite mm-hmm. a while. There are a lot of people who do it now, but I think Kevin was kind of one of the early adopters, you know, on that space.
1: And that's one of the finishes they chose on this particular yeah, experiment. Yeah, so let's
0: talk about this uh, product from uh, 4Gate. So there are multiple batches that have been released through Fourgate. So there's batch one, two, three, and four that have hit the market as of uh, the recording that we have here. We happen to have four here in front of us, which we're going to talk about probably uh, the most, but we also pulled out and went back through batch one mm-hmm. uh, to kind of chat about that. And we both have have tasted uh, some of the other batches as well. So, for batch four, it's called a split stave version. Why don't you tell everybody Mm, a little bit about what that means?
1: Well, so, from the information that they sent us, Calvin Cooperidge really was behind this idea. They drove this particular concept for four gates. So, they crafted a series of number two char barrels and also number four char barrels Um, they also toasted some barrels and then they broke all those barrels apart and put them back together but not all three of those staves are in any one barrel so they did an alternate of the toast in the number two and the toast in the number four and according to bill they um, put these two whiskeys which was a five-year-old and a 12-year-old yep They put those two whiskeys, blended those together, and then put those back into these barrels and left them there for about five months.
0: So, uh, a distribution of 2,700 bottles that came out of this uh, particular batch four. And uh, it's again uh, only distributed in uh, Kentucky and Tennessee presently. Mm -hmm. So, uh, some of my tasting notes on this uh, wow, lots of cinnamon, um, lots of spice. And then, uh, the only thing I wrote down after that is wood. and Then more wood and wood. wood and there's a wood finish. And then there's more wood on the aroma. And it's then it's pretty there's, woody. It's woody. <laughs> you <laughs> so get,
1: you get some oak in this one. Um, yeah, I uh, caught me a little off guard. So I choked on a splinter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, I think that a lot of the mellowness of what I have tasted of theirs before, which I believe are similar stocks of this 12-year-old and 5-year-old, I'm not sure that five whole months, and I don't know which months they were, but
0: it's woody. Those were a rough five months. It's woody. Yeah. Some of what we were chatting about as we were tasting this together is, uh, yeah, that was about uh, four months too long. I just really wonder you know, what this tasted like, even after like a six week period. It's
1: I'd, also 115.6 proof. So we both tried it with a little bit of water and that did knock it down a little bit.
0: Yeah. All I, all I could taste at that point was the wood. I couldn't even taste anything else. I mean, it was just, you really were catching, you know, a ton of the barrel, you know, at that point.
1: I don't know. It's starting to open up a little bit. Hmm. Or maybe it just tastes so much better than what I just had.
0: <laughs> uh, so what's going to be your uh, sips rating for this?
1: I really like the effort. <laughs> I wow. do. I like the effort, and I like the that they're willing to experiment with this stuff. It's not my favorite. It would be hard for me to sit down with a glass of this. and I, I'll say two.
0: Which is right where I was as well. But I still so, love uh, you, Bill. Uh, that's a <laughs> rating of two here for Sip, Sets, and Smokes for 4Gate, batch four. Well, isn't that nice? So, you know, I think uh, before we take a quick break here, the uh, – the one thing that uh, I kept on thinking through was, so at, you know, Brown Foreman around the corner, mm-hmm. they actually have the zebra cut, mm-hmm. you know, of the barrel. So that's a little different than, you know, what they've done here where yeah. it's two different chars, but, you know, you have a four and a two, you know, slap side by side. No, it's but, the
1: toast Yeah, and the two and the toast and the four.
0: And you know, a very similar Which concept, sure. you know, in terms yeah. of. You know you don't have you know the entire barrel has one presentation of the wood you know inside of it which is probably the most common way and and so this is the only other occasion i know where you have the influence of wide variation you know in yeah. the way that somebody I see, has, I th- has th- I chosen to, like
1: you know the idea behind it would be not to put it into a brand new new charred barrel and so alternating those toasted staves would calm it down a little bit but mm. I'd be curious to taste those barrels separately like just the toast and the number two after five months versus the toast or and the number four <laughs> but I'd be curious to taste them separately I, I would have to bet that I would have really liked the toast and the number two mm. had it not been blended with the toast and number four I well, think the number four was too much for
0: I agree uh, something is overwhelming there uh, for sure. So uh, Bill came to town and uh, we actually got to taste both the whiskey mm-hmm. uh, before it was dropped into mm-hmm. anything. So we got to taste some of the source it products. started and then, out with
1: some good stuff.
0: And I agree. And, and so that uh, was the essence behind uh, release number two. Three. three? Okay. Um, that uh, it was basically an unfinished product. So we really love that. That was a really great it's a great source product and uh you know definitely if you find that it was definitely the exceptional part of Mm -hmm. uh some of the uh, source product that they found
1: but what they did with it with number one i love too
0: yeah so let's chat about number one so uh, very quickly it's a uh batch one for four gate was finished in a sherry butt uh that was then used as a rum barrel and then uh, they rinsed that out and they dropped whiskey in it. So, basically, this is yeah. a third use of the same, you know, wood product. I really love this, you know, at the time that it was third introduced. Third
1: use greater than yeah. first use on um, a finished product. Really
0: uh, fairly balanced. And yeah. I didn't really find that anything was really kind of stealing the show. With with either the sherry or the rum or the whiskey, I didn't find them competing with each other. No, I didn't it's find just anything. nice. It was and overwhelming.
1: soft and really, it just enhances the whiskey. It doesn't overpower it. It doesn't knock you in the face and give you a splinter in your esophagus. Yeah,
0: I mean, really set up. Uh, you know, so many tongues were wagging. You know, at the product introduction because uh, we were like, wow if this is what they're doing on their initial release, we can't wait to see, you know, what else they're going to be doing. And now we've seen, you know, some of the other things, you know, that they're going to be doing. And um, I don't know. It just uh, reminds me of a lot of things that Tim's doing at Chattanooga Whiskey, Mm. you know, with uh, working with such a broad range of both products and finished barrels. I just think they have uh, maybe some better toys to play with, you know, at Kelvin.
1: I just like that they're playing and they're not trying to fit the mold of what everybody already wants they could sell the hell out of just a 12 year old source product and instead they're trying to see what they can do with it and i think that's fantastic and we need more of it
0: yeah well um hopefully you can find a bit more of batch one you know around was a very limited release again in kentucky and tennessee but if you happen to find a bottle of that um get it i'm gonna say my sip's rating for the batch one was a four. four
1: for sure yeah that's classified
0: Uh, Really great product, and uh, definitely uh, seek that one out for sure. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about Broken Barrel.
1: I'm going to get the tweezers.
0: Hey, welcome back to Sips, Sides, and Smokes on this Quick Shot Edition. We are talking about some new products that have been introduced on the market on this Sips Edition. This is good old boy Mike. Joining me here is good old gal Carrie Ann. Hey. So... This is a really interesting, uh, is it interesting whiskey or an interesting marketing move?
1: Um, it was a lot more interesting when I saw the box.
0: Yeah, so cool packaging. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to answer Ooh, my own question yeah. and say some interesting uh, marketing uh, for sure. So we're talking about three products from Broken Barrel Whiskey. Uh, these are limited edition products, and we have three of these products to talk about today. The first one is the Broken Barra Mizanara, and there are two other products I'm gonna talk about. One is the Isle of Pete, and the other is the Cask of Montelado. So this first product, the Mizanara, is actually a mash bill of 5% Kentucky rye, 86% Kentucky corn, and 7% uh, Kentucky malted barley. And then this is dropped in a Mizanara oak barrel, uh, this is at 100 proof uh, as well. And these are version Mizanara oak staves that they uh, used uh, with this. So that leads me to believe that they did not use a Mizanara barrel. They used basically Mizanara oak staves. Yeah. And they used uh, regular
1: uh, yeah, so bourbon that, oak. if you didn't catch on, is the mash bill of a corn whiskey. So... It's part Indiana corn whiskey and part Kentucky corn whiskey. Mostly, it tastes like corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's a four and a five year old corn whiskey. And if you guys aren't familiar, corn whiskey, unlike bourbon, cannot be aged <sighs> in a new charred oak barrel, but must be aged either in a used barrel or an uncharred barrel. Leaving that corn intact is the whole point of that. And they certainly did.
0: They definitely left it <laughs> intact for sure. You know, I think of the three products we have, this was probably one of the more tempered products that we had to work with. And we've tasted a lot of things in Mizanara Oak. You know, so many of the Japanese whiskeys that are finished are just...
1: Oh, amazing! so elegant and amazing. I was so excited when I saw and that this word, is not anything know. close to that. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it's like... <laughs> oh this is not what we thought (laughs) (laughs) at all this is not even remotely close yeah so lots of corn
1: lots of corn
0: you know the thing that i've got to believe is this is got to cost a pretty penny because mizanara oak is just so expensive you know to work with and i just i can't really see that this is something that they would do in mass production you know with thousands and thousands of cases i just really think that this is a I don't know, I'm going to call it just a one-off experiment of going, wow, let's drop this, you know, really expensive wood into corn whiskey and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I had a tough time. I don't know what the retail costs on this, but... Whatever it is, I can't believe it's worth <laughs> any, any premium, you know, uh, that uh, they're probably charging for this it's a at all. Really
1: beautiful bottle. Look mm. nice on the shelf.
0: What's your sips rating for one.
1: this? One. Mm,
0: one, huh? I gave it a three. I was kind. Oh. So there you have
1: it. Interesting.
0: Well, uh, next up is uh, let's see. Do I save the peat one for last? Yes. Or I go to, uh, okay. All right. So we'll talk. Montelado. We'll talk the cask of uh, Montelaro. This is uh, interesting. Where this is actually a uh, a blend of products with a twelve year old light whiskey and a five year old corn whiskey that is been combined to. It calls it the distinct taste of ancient. Uh, a Tamalado uh, Barrels, which is the whiskey that embodies Poe's sinister story, delivering killer flavor that is mm. reminiscent of cool, damp, dark, crypt-rich with an earthy, fruity, semi-sweet flavor. Please yeah. stick on your hip waiters when you're reading this. So. so
1: their marketing material is a bunch of... It's pretty marketing good. material. I what a person to write part of my funeral. So you on know. the bottle is much more accurate. He
0: was elegant. He Made loved raspberry beers.
1: With vengeance <laughs> and malice. It says right there on the bottle.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Vengeance and malice.
0: Uh for sure.
1: I think this one of the three I probably didn't mind as much.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it did really, start
1: out with a twelve-year-old whiskey, and they put it in something I don't mind.
0: I just wrote it was lots of corn, <laughs> you know, harsh, wrong proportion. <laughs> you know, this is just almost an affront. So we were talking about one of the base products in here. So we've had a lot of this twelve-year-old yes. light whiskey, you know, yeah. that's been coming out of MGP, you know, across several brands, and we're speculating that this is probably from that same cut of that stock, you know, as it well. Has
1: to be. I Who agree. else has twelve-year-old light whiskey laying around?
0: Yeah, I know. That's just it. I, I don't know a lot of people that would just go. Well, you know, we're going to produce that as well. And
1: but then they threw that five-year-old corn whiskey in here too for an exclusive blend, right? Because ain't nobody else doing it.
0: Exclusive, as in, <laughs> I got a deal for you, buddy. <laughs> for somebody just stiffed us with a bill. Yeah, it just is not working, and uh, I don't think that time. Uh, you know, would be kind to this idea or concept. I just, yeah, I think you could leave it in the barrels for another, you know, 10 years. And I just, I don't really mm-hmm. don't think it's going to get that much better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, hmm. I like the experimentation.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the theme of this, like you know, I quick like shot to- is that I don't think you're going to see a lot of people doing any of these things, you know, across. But sport. again,
1: I'd like to see just the 12 year old, like why throw in the five year old? Why not? Why don't we just see one at a time what they do? And
0: yeah. So what's your uh, hmm. sip's rating going to be here on the uh, cask of Montalado from Brooklyn a
1: Barrel? I'll give it three. Wow. Interesting.
0: Then I'm going to give it a two, you know, as well. I'm not well, quite as generous. No. There was a lot of corn happening there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Give that to a cousin in Iowa that you don't like. Ooh. All right.
1: That brings and us to the last Ile of Iowa
0: schizophrenia uh so uh this is the broken barrel Isle of Pete. A little bit about this product is that this is uh forty five percent Indiana malted barley and uh fifty four percent Indiana wheat, and they used Isle of scotch barrel staves, so this is not truly you know peat fired
1: aged a minimum of one year
0: yeah. Uh, more like uh, 10 months and five days. So it's just, uh, yeah, you know, I think part of uh, what yeah. is in your head is that you're like, wow, this is going to be a an American peated product, you know, and we've it's reviewed, nice. you know, quite a few of those uh, on the show as well. Uh, I think probably the uh, Westland uh, product is probably one of the more interesting, you know, peated products that we've talked about here on the show but you know, i
1: love the king's county peated bourbon
0: yeah that's another uh, good products um that is a good example of what american peated products could this, be this is not an example this of what's not working. an
1: example yeah
0: this is just not working why are we doing this with form. a
1: one-year-old why
0: yeah just why
1: uh, my it's medicinal notes. it's
0: yeah my mm. tasting notes consists of the following this is a really bad idea <laughs> That's... nothing is working. Yeah. I believe so, you
1: said get this out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. That yeah. would be about as close uh to where I would get with this. Um
1: Broken I, barrel. This is Back truly to the a drain port.
0: Uh all the way. My sips rating for this is one.
1: Mm, I'm I'm there with you. Right on that there one. with me. Yeah. Water. So sorry about that. uh, Minimum of one. Yeah.
0: I know you guys talked about this probably in endless marketing meetings. And, uh, but I have to say that. Nailed uh, it
1: with the packaging. Yeah. The packaging packaging. is really
0: awesome. So whoever you worked with and collaborated on the packaging uh, definitely works for sure. So.
1: Come back to us in a few years.
0: Well, there you have it. A very experimental half hour. Yeah.
1: We like to experiment.
0: (laughs) 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 Well. I like to experiment, but I definitely Try don't want to do things. it with Pete. That's for sure. you <laughs> know, ever.
1: Pete's not that bad.
0: Pete's not that bad. This guy. Pete was bad. <laughs> so, that was a really bad idea all the uh, way around.
1: Broken barrel. It's broke.
0: Well, thanks for don't joining us it. for this uh, quick shot edition of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Hey, listen, you can catch us anywhere online that you can find a podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher iHeartRadio, just about anywhere that you can find a podcast. Alexa. The easiest way to find us is on your phone. Just shout in and talk to any of the chicks and go, hey, play podcast, Sip Suds, and Smokes. You can reach us online anytime at info at Sips, and Smokes. Our daily twisting, t- twisting, twisting, yes, yeah, right.
1: Twisting More
0: Pete. twisting uh, <laughs> away. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter. At Sips, and Smokes is our handle on there. Thank you for uh, joining us. Tell us a little about your about Pleasure. your blog, Straight Up 615.
1: My blog has been real quiet lately. Uh, <sighs> I know, Straight Up 615. But what I am going to do is throw up some pictures from one of our visits to Calvin uh, Cooperage, um, and real sad to hear about the loss of one of their founders today.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a very sad moment that uh, one of the individuals uh, we met on one of these uh great trips we had to Kelvin unfortunately is no longer uh, with us so kevin rest in peace buddy hopefully uh, all your days will be filled with great scotch for Hi. sure well this is a uh, good old boy mike asking you to come back join us for an exciting episode of sip sides and smokes and i'll ask you to keep on sipping